0: Hi, I'm Chris Mount from Lux Coastal Property Buyers. Today I have a special guest, Nikki Nielsen from Property Before Prada, Queensland. Property Before Prada is a team of women. They love what they do and they don't speak bank jargon. So I'd like to welcome Nikki and welcome to the Sunshine Coast.
1: Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you so much for having me here today.
0: Well, I'm so glad you could join us, and just tell us a little bit about your journey moving up to the Sunshine Coast, and also a little about your business that you're launching up here, which is currently a Melbourne-based business that you're making, um, opening the Queensland
1: branch. That is correct, absolutely. So I actually relocated back to the Sunshine Coast in January last year. Originally South African, I moved here when I was 14. We moved straight to Noosa, so I am actually considered a local. Um, went to school here I did my last few years of schooling turned 18, decided I wanted to chase the big smoke. So I thought Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, and I chose Melbourne. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I relocated to Melbourne, was there for just on 20 years. I'm showing my age now. (laughs) You don't look that old, to be honest. You look a lot younger. Thanks, Chrissy. Um, So yeah, so moved to Melbourne, been living there for 20 years and then came back in January uh, last year.
0: Well, so how did you find the transition from, say, a place like Melbourne back to the Sunshine Coast after you had already left? Because the Sunshine Coast has changed a lot in that 20 years.
1: Yeah, look, it absolutely has. And I think a lot of people are liking Noosa and the Sunshine Coast to the Gold Coast. I still don't think we're there. I still don't think that we're that commercialised. It's a lot bigger. There's a lot more land that's opened up. So therefore, there's a lot more housing. Um, and with that comes a lot more people there's also too from what i've found there's a lot more people moving from melbourne and sydney so the restaurants for example you're getting some amazing places that are opening up and they really are giving us those amazing food experiences so there's some pretty cool places that have opened up recently you've got elba for example in um, in parkland i went
0: to elba on the weekend for their easter sri Lankan new year breakfast and oh Amazing food. Amazing did food. Did I take
1: you back to Sri Lanka?
0: Yeah, it did take me way back to Sri Lanka. I spent a lot of time into Sri Lanka. Yeah. and um, Yeah, the chef, Peter, is just incredible. Yeah, I yeah. know,
1: okay, right? But Little gem. Yeah, but we're getting that now, whereas probably about 10 years ago, we didn't really have that competitive hospitality environment. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think we're really starting to move into that fine dining space. Bang bang on yeah. Hastings Street, like Harley's. Yeah. Some really cool places. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you'd probably say because Hastings Street is a tourist destination or an international postcode, has always had some great restaurants as well. But I think what you're saying is you're seeing them even lift their game even further. Absolutely. But they're spreading further afield. Like yes. if you think some young guys
1: now yeah. is in New Seville. Yes. Elba's in you know, Park Ridge. Exactly, you've got some amazing places in the Junction. Yeah, the oh, you do. That's just opened up Notch, which I have not been to yet. Yeah, um, but apparently that's incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, and
0: different little bars that are open up beyond eight o'clock, like incredible. nudge nudge, wink wink, wink wink. Yes, that's a good little one. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, but sort of tell me about what was front of mind when you moved up here. If you, you know, it's a big move to move from Melbourne to the Sunshine Coast. Yeah,
1: yeah. sure.
0: Um, and I can understand what you're saying, there's more people here now, but I think, the, for me, just the big difference between the Gold Coast and here is actually density limits and height limits on building. Absolutely. I think the population of Sunshine Coast at the moment sits around about just under 400,000. Gold Coast is about 650,000. Mm-hmm. But you see a lot more high-rise towers oh, on the yes. beach, which we don't have here no
1: so you and I don't think we'll ever have actually
0: no and we have all the national parks around yes. us so it's a little bit more space but what was front of mind for that relocation picking up your family and
1: moving up here it wasn't a hard decision for me to make to be honest I was stuck in Melbourne in lockdown yeah uh, with a two-year-old uh who sorry he is now two back then he was just on 12 months oh my goodness when I decided to uh, to sell up and leave Melbourne and moved back to the Sunshine Coast. So for me, it was all about lifestyle. It was more about what I can give to my child. Um, I kind of knew that Melbourne was going to be stuck in lockdown for a bit longer than what had been expected um, or suspected, and that definitely was the case. So yeah, it was a really easy decision for me to make. I think now with the way property prices have uh, increased slightly or should we say about 38%, um, it's probably going to be a harder decision for some to make, but certainly for me it was a really easy one. Yeah. Well,
0: um, I suppose you've touched on two things, like you've got a little, a small child that you have to move up. Yes. and also work you could continue to work remotely during the lockdown when you came up here the second year
1: absolutely and i think a lot of the people who have actually relocated here who i've met um just everyone is so friendly and just amazing because there's so many people who have moved here from melbourne and sydney and in fact i was talking to someone the other day who'd moved here from tasmania from hobart um a lot of people are very entrepreneurial and do work for themselves so remote working just seems to be the norm and i think covid's really highlighted that and it's just made it so much easier for people to get on with their lives and use zoom or whatever it might be to do your face-to-face meetings yeah. um it just seems to be the way and I, and I think it's certainly the way of the future so yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. no i agree with that i think it's the has accelerated a change that was already in place like we had the technology that had people embraced the culture about trusting people working remotely and I think you know I was living in Singapore for a long time in a regional role so we were very used to having teams in different countries um, and it working well Mm. and I think COVID came the world had to jump on board to be able to work effectively Um, you still have to learn how to collaborate and still have that face-to-face contact and I think that's moving towards hybrid working but where I work at the moment, at this space, there's so many people here working remotely from, for other companies as well as themselves, yes. as you touched on, so it's a quite an exciting time to be
1: up here. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. What, I
0: love it. What about moving your son? Did you have to think
1: about, how did you think about housing and schooling? So we bought before we moved up here, yeah. which um, I think was a, a really good idea because the housing market here is so competitive, um, the rental market is actually just as bad, so you'd need to be locking something in before moving here but I'd say before doing that is really looking at education and looking at schools if you are moving children up here yeah for me it wasn't as hard because I was looking for a daycare Um, but looking at for example secondary schools especially if you're looking for private education I know that a lot of the private schools on the coast and a lot of the private schools aren't necessarily in Noosa you've got maybe one or two here yeah. and then the rest of them you're looking at moving further out so you've got Budrum, you've got perigian um you know you've got um i think there's a, a private school out in Croy. so i would be suggesting to people if you are moving children up here especially for secondary schooling make sure you can get them in
0: yeah that's a really good tip actually getting Selecting the school based on your family criteria is really important. And in another podcast, we spoke to Lisa, and she planned her trip up from regional Victoria for about 18 months, looking at different styles of school for her children. Um, And she... A really interesting podcast. But there's some great schools. If you look at the top um, schools in Queensland... um, We've got a link in one of our blogs to those. We do have some of the private grammar schools here, if that's what you want. But then if you want something like a Montessori or something from a holistic perspective, you can get it. And Sunshine High is also meant to be brilliant. For well, us. I went to Sunshine Beach High. So oh, did you? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's where I did my last couple of years of schooling. Great uh, great for a public school, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you've got some other schools that you can consider. You've got to Wanton High, um... Uh, there's Nusa District. I yep. don't really know much about them to be honest since coming back. Yep. Um, I am probably going more down the path of the private schooling. So for me, there's been a long wait list yep. um, to get Hunter in. Yep. So hopefully, I don't have any issues next year when it's time for them to, you know, give me a space. We'll see how we go. <laughs> so will you um, put Hunter in next year? He will be three. Yes, yeah, so or he four. goes into. I still get so confused with the schooling. I think it's pre kindy, yeah. and then it goes to kindy, yeah. oh and then it's primary. I know it's really confusing. Uh-huh. It's even different to Melbourne. Yeah. So I think it's pre kindy. He goes into next year. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's um, it's a really good tip for people who are thinking about making the move. What about the ho- the home you bought? You bought that in Noosa Waters. Um, as you said, you've lived up here before. Sorry, I mean Noosa Sound actually. Um. I'm in Noosa Waters, so sorry about that. Um, so you bought this property, but you've lived up here before. Why did you select Noosa Sound?
1: Well, that's a really interesting um, question. So I really like Noosa Sound because you've got the best of both worlds. You've got 10 minutes down the road. You've got um, Hastings Street and then five minutes down the road. I'm on the river. Yeah. So Noosa Sound is great. Yeah. Um, and noosa sound water block, so obviously right up there in terms of prime real estate in in noosa i don't live on the water i'm building a house on a dry block yeah. um but i like it because it's flash. Yeah. there's a lot of parks around you've got good access and especially to um when it's peak season and we've got banked up traffic yeah. i can actually just Walk to Hastings Street or ride my bike to Hastings Street. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that. The only thing that I really don't like about Nurses Sound are midges. Oh, really? Yeah, you get really bad midges, and what brings them in is the low tide. Okay. So when you're staying here on holiday, make sure you have some amazing midge um, stuff. <laughs> really good tip yeah. is when you get out of the shower in the morning, rub yourself with oil, yeah. like a coconut oil or an argan oil. Because ah. they don't stick to the oil.
0: Ah. Yeah. So
1: a really good tip for people coming up here on holidays, especially for kids. When you get them out of the bath, yeah. just rub them up with some oil. A really okay. nice argan oil. It's a beautiful company called Sayer, yeah. Um, local company, and it's all organic. And yeah. she does the most amazing argan oil.
0: Okay, I have to yeah. check them out. I actually just ordered some oil this morning from Skinned, which is a beautiful... It's called Sugar Sugar. It's got a beautiful, some rose petals in it yeah beautiful and um i got that as a recommendation from one of the girls i swim with yeah
1: but i'll, I'll check that one out next as well just, so yeah, yeah the argan oil is amazing yeah. uh, just, so i use that yeah. and that stops the midges but they do say that once you've lived here for long enough you become acclimatized and they leave you alone yeah. I'm not quite sure on that theory because i'm yeah. into year two and i'm still getting eaten by them well i
0: haven't come across them so am i
1: just like waters you don't really get them because yeah. you don't have the tide ah 'Cause you're in a man made canal, you don't really have the tarot. So you don't have choose, the mangroves and, things you like. and you don't have the grass. So yeah. they breed in grass. They breed yeah. in and, and they're actually worse than fake grass. Oh. So, in order to kill them, in fake grass, you yeah. spray them with weed killer. Oh my god! In fake grass, yes, that is correct. I did just say that. Oh my god! So, on fake grass, you use a weed killer spray. Yeah. And you spray, yeah. um, and that will actually get rid of them. Yeah.
0: What I like about these conversations—they're not sugar coated. <laughs> so we're not—we're not, we're telling everything about what people are thinking about when yeah. they're moving up here, and what th- what they experience when they do move up. Yeah. And I was just about to say, you know, the oil on the skin. Yes. Yeah you do that anyway because you're in the salt water all the time of your skin's course. drying out so I'm, I'm putting oil on every morning mm. anyway that's, that's a, probably why they're
1: not biting you Chrissy oh because if so you I'm naturally know. doing it exactly oh there you go exactly but a lot of the times I'll see kids actually if I'm walking up and down Noosa River or whatever and I'll see kids have been really eaten by midges yeah. and I'll stop and say to the parents hey have you got something for that you know because if use some oil and they're like oh thank you so much for the tip it's yeah. really nice to know how would you describe a midge versus a mosquito well you can't see them yeah you you cannot see them so you can't swat them <laughs> um and you don't know that they've bitten you until after when you start scratching yeah and the worst thing you can do for a midge bite is actually scratch it uh because they don't sting you yeah it's quite gross they pee on you <laughs> and when you scratch, what yeah. happens is you're then releasing that. Yeah, okay. And it's actually, you can get really infected from itchy bites. Okay. So people can actually get quite sick. Okay. If so the big chip is bite. oil. Oil. Yeah. That's what I was told to do, and I find that works for me. Yeah. Well, it must be working for me, because I'm actually smelling
0: my arm as we talk, because I can smell what I put on this morning. It's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. So that's, um. so you're in um, Noosa Sound. Yes. Building um, a house at the moment. Yes.
1: That's a it's an enormous effort to build a house in this environment. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Finding a builder up here was a real struggle. And in fact, I was talking to someone just yesterday at Coles and they said to me that they have been desperately trying to find trainees to do a renovation Yeah. on two bathrooms and a kitchen. Yeah. And the trainees are actually saying, we are so busy, we can see you in about 18 months' time. Oh, wow. So if people are looking to build up here, that's another thing that I'd probably suggest is yeah. really look at, locking in a builder yeah um beforehand because you might be quite disappointed thinking that you're going to be able to do your plans and start building in three to six months time i don't think that's really the case here at the moment yeah
0: and i think definitely do the due diligence on that when i moved into my home it would be a year ago like we moved up at a similar time frame actually which is um which was great but i moved into my home i bought it exactly a year ago on good friday on a public holiday amazing It was one of my negotiation skills, actually. I put the offer in on Thursday, just the day before public holiday, so (laughs) I knew on Good Friday. Hopefully, they were going to take it, which they did. But um, then I had a a longer settlement, but I tried to get quotes for bathrooms and Mm kitchens, so this is a year ago, Mm -hmm. but I had to wait six months, but I had a local contact, and they're they're doing different bathrooms in that little pocket. Mm -hmm. So if you find a builder that's really renowned in that pocket, they can do a few jobs at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. Which, but again, that's sort of really immersing yourself in and asking people all the right questions. Um, if you um, could suggest um, a tip for someone to try and meet people or um, meet community when you move up here, like you've moved up here on your own, I know you have your, your mother's support as well, but how have you met community? You already knew people from living here previously, but what about new people?
1: Really easily. Just wow. go and sit down at a local. So I get my coffee from an amazing place on Gympie Terrace. I'll give them a shout-out, Tim and Rachel's. and uh, They have these, you know, table and chairs, really cafe style. Every morning I'll go down there and I sit and I have my coffee and I'll just talk to the locals. Yeah. So I've actually made a couple of friends through that. Um, do you take your dog down with you? I do, yeah, and that's obviously another talking point as well because everybody loves my water uh, collie. So everyone stops and has a bit of a pat and a chat um, then too I've got Hunter who's in daycare. Yeah. So meeting mums um, yeah. at the daycare has been really has been really helpful. I haven't struggled to make friends here. I actually find because everyone's moved here, there's so honestly, everyone, there's so many people that have moved here yeah. from Melbourne, Sydney, and the likes, that people are open to being friends and they want to meet people and they want to make friends with people and they want to create new social circles and new new groups. So because of that, you don't have the clickiness. Yeah. Um, so that's really that, that's really helped. I think also, too, like joining local communities, yeah. um, you know, the Noosa community uh, page, for example, and jumping on there and, and, and understanding some of the local community things that are going on that you might have interest in. Yeah. So, for example, if you're an artist, there's some pretty cool things you can do. There's some great tennis clubs around. There's rowing you know if you've come up here for the lifestyle you've got things like rowing there's a lot of friendship groups that you can join on facebook now as well there's a lot of walking groups so really, book clubs, oh my God, book clubs, in a book club. I started um, a
0: book club when I came I up here, here as you well.
1: Told, you're one of them, you're one of about the five that have told me they've recently joined a book club, I'm like, is this a drinking club or a book club, I'm not quite sure, but um, I think yeah, book, book clubs seem to be the go in Noosa at the moment, they're very much
0: trending. Yeah. So, you're yeah. like. Yeah. For you, I mean, to me, you look a lot younger than your actual, you've got a big birthday coming up this I year. I have, yes, 4 yeah. 0. Yeah. But um, from a demographic perspective, some people say to me if they are in their 30s, will I meet like minded people um, my age? Because traditionally, nooses, like you thought, retirees and holiday makers. Funny you
1: say that. I was having this conversation just the other day with somebody, is you're actually noticing a massive shift. There really is a big mm, shift happening. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are moving here because they want that inclusive environment and they want a place to bring up their children, yeah. which gives them an amazing lifestyle. Um, so you are getting a lot of families moving up here. Yeah. In fact, probably I've created this little group myself um, through Hunter's Daycare and yeah. there's about six to seven mums on that group. Now, we've all moved here recently. Yeah. No one's actually from here originally. Yeah. And it's um, I've just lost my train. I thought. Before. What was the name of the group that you've created? Ah, oh, it's just a little. It's just a little messenger group. Oh, nice. Um, but um, I've kind of lost my train. I thought that. So I've created this group, and we all literally just um, support each other. Support each other. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Like, yeah. Everyone's just yeah. yeah, I find it really supportive.
0: Yeah, it's and, great. and I think that's the common theme. Mm. Um, talking to people, they've found that finding home here has happened really quickly because I can connect with people. Yes. And it's not just with people who have moved up here, say, recently. You know, we're talking the last two, three years. But the people... um, there's a lady, Charlene Kelly, who works at Noosa Paddle Sports, and she's a big call. She's born and bred up here, a bit like yourself, but mm. she she didn't. She left to do um, elite sport, you know, going around the world with her paddling. You know, she was an Australian champion, so she, she travelled. But she's born and bred here. She is one of the most welcoming people mm. I've ever met. And it's not, it's not, there's nothing like them and us. It's all like just, if everyone's here to have a good time, to be respectful, to be supportive of each other, everyone's welcome. Mm. And it's just by my mind, because I was away from Australia a long time and living in Singapore and moving back to Melbourne was much harder because everyone was busy... I call it on their tram tracks.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. I really struggled to make friends when I originally moved to Melbourne. Yeah. Because everyone was so clicky. And at that age too, I moved to Melbourne when I was 18. So everyone was coming out of school. Yeah. um, And they all had their groups and they were all, you know, clicky. What school are you from? That's what what they asked. Well, pretty much. You know, like I moved to to Melbourne and and, um, it probably took me a good 12 months to really start to make friends. Yeah. Whereas here... I've been here for 12 months and I've got some amazing friends. And yeah. I'd actually really say friendships that I've formed that will last me a lifetime.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, look, I can say the same, like yes. really can say the same. It's mm. been fantastic. Um, you've talked about connecting to community, but one of the great things that you're doing in your business is connecting to community in a different way as yes. well. You've, you, you've identified a charity that you want to work with yes. that um, support women locally, yes. but also women in Nepal. So you, you, you've partnered with a group called Events for Greater Good. Can you just tell us more about that? I love this story.
1: Yeah, it still gives me goosebumps when I talk about it, actually. So Oz Baldrin is the founder of an amazing business. uh, It's a charity, not a business, called Events for Greater Good. And he's a bit of a thrill seeker, Oz. So he actually does events around the world. He's got one coming up at the moment where he's actually going to play down the Amazon River. He's got another (laughs) one where he's, I think he's already done it, jumped out of a plane and landed on base camp of Mount Everest playing. He's pretty insane but what he does is he raises funds on a global platform um, for and it's hence why it's called Events for Greater Good it's all about raising funds to really help different charities so he actually um, he built a school oh, in wow. Nepal oh, wow. uh, some, I think it was about 10 years ago and it's completely funded by these events that he runs so the Gimpy Master is one of the ones that Oz does. Wow! Um, when do they have that? Do you have that each year? Or? It's annual, and yep. he actually just had one on Friday, just gone. So this Friday, so yep. Easter Friday, he had one, which was for the um, the flood appeal. Oh. So it was like a small of I saw that, yeah, him, yeah. So but that was him. But that's fantastic because the fl- people, the floods, I mean, people are in enormous need at the moment. Oh, absolutely. So I, he's got a real passion for domestic violence yeah. um, and single mums yeah. and, and working with them and helping them. And especially at the moment with this huge rental crisis that we have uh, in Noosa, he's all about helping mums find their feet and find their space, and he actually helps them. He's got some really amazing contacts with local real estate agents and rental agents. He helps them find a place to live. Yeah. Um, but not only that, you know, it's all about helping them with LD vouchers so that they can buy food. Yeah. It's about clothing for kids, it's about you know, furniture. He's got a massive storage facility which is all donated goods. Yeah. And it's good quality stuff like TVs and couches. And when he helps rehome a mum, he actually helps furnish their entire house for them and he checks on them weekly or you know how old is this guy oh geez I don't know no. um, probably late 40s oh geez he's done a lot in his lifetime oh he's amazing so yeah so what I've done is with my business property before prior to Queensland I'm a mortgage broker um, don't necessarily just do mortgages we do you know anything when it comes to finance but I am actually donating a hundred dollars from every single one of my loans that I either do a refinance or a new loan that I write yeah. I'm donating one hundred dollars yeah. Um, for every one of my deals to events for greater good. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. sitting on the board as well, so oh. I actually get to see firsthand where my money is going, Yeah. which is just incredible. Yeah. So, you know, there was a lady the other day, a single mum, who was desperately trying to find a rental property, and it was $550 a week, but she could only afford 500 So one of the members who support the charity is actually subsidising her rent by $50 a week. Oh. to get her into this home. Oh, that is just fantastic, isn't it? It's incredible. Like it's, it's
0: helping her realise
1: her dream Absolutely. as a single mum as well. It's, it's also giving her that space that she can really, you know, yeah. understand who yeah. she is and grow. So, yeah, no, I re- and you would I really relate promise. to single mums because you are one
0: yourself. Exactly. You? So you can have a lot of empathy yeah. for how much work yeah. goes He's involved. Into raising
1: kids. Yeah. And then also too, I haven't come from a DV situation by any any means, but just to add that into... mum's you know life and what they have to go through and it's just it's uncomprehendable like really to think about so yeah it's just about supporting them really and and doing what I can so So I'm so
0: pleased you're doing that I mean it's going to help so many people
1: um, I hope so you know in the area so yeah look I my long-term dream and goal I was talking to Oz just before and I said I want to be standing with these mums at an auction in Eighteen months, two years' time, where I've helped them budget and really understand their finances, and worked with them, and allowed them and, and put them on a on a sort of um, budgeting plan. Yeah. And in eighteen months' time, if I could be standing with them at an auction buying their first oh my God. little yeah. piece of you know what they can call home, yeah. that to me is empowerment. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I want
0: to do. That's changing changing lines and it's then yeah. really aligned to if you look at the name of your company, it's Property Before Prada. Exactly. Um and you've, and you've just touched on really what your company is all about. It's just it's like absolutely. doing the mortgage transaction. Yeah. It's actually empowering women and supporting them and looking at their budgeting and their finances. Yes. So if you were um, to provide anyone tips who are looking at taking out a mortgage, mm-hmm. what would be your top tip for someone? Just say so they they think I'm gonna buy something in six months mm-hmm. time. 12 months time I know the bank will be looking at my position what's your recommendation
1: I would probably say understand what you're spending your money on really know where your money is going each month because one of the, the big questions that the banks ask you is, is is what do you spend per month and you've actually got to sit there and put everything down right down to your groceries your health insurance your clothing what you spend on makeup it's a really... Is Afterpay considered in that? Absolutely. Oh, okay. yeah, Absolutely. So you've got things like Afterpay, you've got Lotto, you've got um, um, PayPal. You've got any of those sort of expenses where you're putting money out. You really need to be mindful that the banks look at that. So they will take three months of your transactional accounts and um, some of the banks will actually scrape the data yeah. and they will be able to see what you're spending and then they'll check that. Yeah. against what you've said that your spend is. So it's really important to to rein in your spending, knuckle down and really understand what they're looking at. And I work with a lot of people to understand um, what position they need to be in to buy a home. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it's not just about mortgage broken yeah. for me. The other thing is credit cards. Yep. Yeah, so when banks are assessing you for serviceability, they actually look at your credit card limit, not your credit card balance. So if you've got a credit card that's got a $10,000 limit, that will reduce your borrowing capacity by a minimum of 60 grand. Okay,
0: so just say I had a credit card and they've looked at the spend on the credit card. There's Even if no you've spend, got a zero balance, zero balance, and very hardly any spend because I don't use that credit card. They ten thousand dollars will do sixty thousand of what I can borrow. Hundred
1: percent, and the reason for that is because I could give you a loan. Yeah, well, not me. The banks give you a loan, so I write a loan for you. Yeah, and then two months later, you go and spend that ten grand because yep. you've got that available to you to spend. Yeah, so it's actually about your available credit not what you're necessarily spending. Okay. So sometimes if a client might have four or five credit cards, for example, they may have been given one with an offset account, they might have an Amex card attached to a visa, I would very much suggest to people to close those down. If you don't use them, you don't need them. Yeah. Shut them down. Shut
0: them because, down. Because basically, why do we keep these cards that we never use? We think, oh, for a rainy day, just say one day. Oh, I mean, think for an emergency. Yeah, in case but no, when happens. you're
1: saving for a home, just knuckle down to one but also too, I think the mentality is if you think about it logically, if you've got a if you've got three or four credit cards with a zero balance, yeah. you're probably a really good saver. Yeah. So you've probably also got a savings account with money sitting in it. Yeah. Well, there's your rainy day spending. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to look at it that way as yeah.
0: well. And just yeah. and I suppose it's just. Reframing, re-looking at how we operate. Absolutely. Like, I think so many times we're looking at, you know, using credit cards, I suppose. So you could just really then have a debit card, one credit card, because sometimes... It's, you, I could be wrong on this, but having some spend on a credit card and paying it off on time also helps with a history of paying off loans. Does that come into play or is that just... Oh, look, I mean, it does, you know, it
1: sits in your credit file. Yeah. Um, if you have missed payments or late payments or whatever it is, I mean, yeah. that does affect your credit score. But yeah. no, it doesn't really... You've got different ways that you can show that you you know, you're able to pay off a loan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh that's good. Well thank you um very much for those tips. It's been fantastic talking to you. Oh you're welcome. And we really are looking forward to seeing um property before Prada, you know, in the Sunshine Coast and watching that blossom.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Chrissy. It's been great. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
0: Bye.